What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn Collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, If you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word, Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product and Auburn is one of their biggest sellers like that new peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast, we are proud to be partnered with Prime Shrimp, a New Orleans-based shrimp company, to offer our listeners some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp in just minutes. These guys have been peeling shrimp since the 40s, and they are excited to offer you guys restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door in under 10 minutes without the usual mess and fuss. Take the frozen pouch out of your freezer, drop in a pot of boiling water, and again, it's ready to serve however you want it in 10 minutes. You guys can head over to primeshrimp.com and with promo code Auburn247, all caps, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. Again, that's code Auburn247, all caps, all one word for $20 off your first order. If you don't love it, get your money back. Their flavors include signature season, French quarter Alfredo, garlic herb butter, and the Louisiana shrimp boil, which is personally my favorite. I'll tell you guys what I've done three or four times. Grab a loaf of French bread, Bake it until it's crispy. Get some lettuce, whatever other toppings you want. Stuff some Louisiana shrimp boil in there and get yourself a po' boy. It is absurdly good. Get you some frozen French fries, pop them in the oven while you're making it, and it's super easy, super tasty seafood meal in like 20 minutes by the time you're done with everything. Remember, guys, use code AUBURN247, all one word, all caps, $20 off your first purchase at primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by our illustrious recruiting reporter, Mr. Christian Clemente. It was another weekend of talented visitors um, on the plains, as we've been talking about on this show for quite a while. Auburn certainly not lacking in terms of the, the caliber of guys they've been able to get on campus. What is lacking, obviously, is their amount of recruits in the 2023 class. But Christian's going to be able to tell us a little bit today about some of these guys that visited um, and what chances they might have in terms of joining Auburn's 2023 class. So, Christian, thanks for coming on today. Um, another busy weekend of official visitors, just like last weekend. Just like, I mean, it seems like it'll be until they uh, until they reach the dead period. Um, we're going to do a little exercise here. We're going to go through each of these guys um, that visited today. And I, wa- I want you to give me kind of a heat check on each guy, a, a, a one through ten. So... Let's say 
you know, Braden Joyner, the, the offensive lineman nearby from Auburn High, who's committed to Auburn. I don't see anything happening in his recruitment right now by any stretch of the imagination that he wouldn't be coming to Auburn. So he'd be a 10 in terms of where he is with Auburn right now. Auburn is Auburn is hot with his recruitment. And then another guy, you know, like a five-star West Coast quarterback who's never been to Auburn in his life and is already committed to USC or something. That guy's a one, right? So so kind of where you think these guys stand, because it was an interesting group of visitors today. All of these guys sort of people have been waiting on to come to campus because there's a lot of intriguing storylines here. And then some new storylines popped up. Um, so just kind of your your feel of where these guys all stand. We'll start. Um, I won't bury the lead too much. We'll start with what I think is the uh, is the biggest one of the day in terms of what he said. And that is the former Texas A&M commitment. Um, Anthony James said that Auburn is now in his top two. And not only that, he said that Auburn is on top. What can you tell us about um, him? He's a four star defensive lineman. And uh, and and then what's your number on kind of where Auburn stands with him right now? Yeah, so I mean, you just hit on it. He said Auburn's in the lead, and that kind of gives me like a maybe like an eight or a nine in terms of heat check. I mean, wow. he said he wants to commit early July. He's got one more visit left. He's going to go visit Washington next week. But I mean, he came away very, very impressed with Auburn. It was his first visit, um, and it, it seems like it really got the job done in terms of pushing Auburn ahead. Um, this is a kid who can play defensive tackle, can play defensive end. He's got kind of the size to play little bit all over the defensive line um, and even a little bit before he decommitted from Texas A&M there at the end of May um, Auburn and Jimmy Brumbaugh had been in on him for a little bit and then as soon as he decommitted they really kind of put the pressure on and it seems to be working and I mean the official uh, you really can't ask for too much better other than him flat out committing um, but it's it seems like he's very close um, and you know he's got plans to commit there early July so that looks like it's an Auburn commitment as of right now who what's the other school in, in, in his top two again and then what kind of I guess for them what are they going to have to do do you think to move up to where Auburn is yeah so it's Washington um, and then I mean he just said Auburn is just flat out recruiting him harder right now they're pursuing him harder um, they're showing more love more attention to him um, and he just seems to really like Auburn as well I think while he is a Texas native um, I think being a little bit closer at Auburn maybe is a slight advantage he's obviously willing to go um, go out and go play somewhere else, whether that's Washington or he visited Utah beforehand. But I do think Auburn and kind of playing in the South does benefit Auburn in this recruitment a little bit. Yeah, it's an interesting guy. And so talking about the places that he's looking, um, not a West Coast guy. Obviously, he's from the West in Texas. But like you said, looking at those uh, at those two Pac-12 schools and, and Washington is up there with Auburn. So we'll see. We'll see how that changes until his commitment um, in July. But yeah, I'm with you. That seems like one that that Auburn is. Um, feeling pretty good about right now. If, if you're going to give him an eight or a nine, I'm interested about your next one then. Um, because we'll, we'll talk about Jeremiah Cobb and you were saying today, you know, you feel like you've written a million Jeremiah Cobb stories, um, in the last couple months, but that's just because the guy keeps finding himself back at Auburn, which is a big thing for them. Um, that's obviously great for, for Cadillac Williams and, and this staff, um, Cobb is a four-star running back from Montgomery makes a lot of sense, really close by. Auburn keeps reeling him in. They keep bringing him back. You talked a while ago about his his trip to Clemson and how that might be um, that might be a bit of a a bit of a scare for Auburn. Um, but he had nothing to good but good things to say again today. And it seems like he's another guy that that could be committing maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah. So heat check wise, I'm probably putting Jeremiah Cobb in an eight or a nine as well. Maybe a little closer to like a seven or an eight. But I mean, I would still view him as a heavily Auburn lean, um, and especially after this visit this weekend. Um, I mean, look, you hit on it. 
he's been to Auburn so many times. He's familiar with Auburn. He's familiar with Cadillac Williams. The two have a great relationship. Um, being just down the road obviously does not hurt Auburn at all. That's a fantastic factor here. Um, Clemson was a little bit kind of a scare there. Um, all of a sudden, Clemson popped up, and he goes and officially visits there. Um, and you kind of wonder, you know, how much of a factor can Clemson be? Um, and I still think they will be a factor going into that final decision, as will Tennessee, where he'll officially visit next weekend. Um, but the thing is with Tennessee, they actually just took a running back commitment. Um, so I think that kind of pushes them out a little bit further. I think they were kind of on the outside looking in anyway between Auburn and Clemson. So I really think this is Auburn and Clemson. And I think this is Auburn's battle to lose. Um, he said today he's looking to make a decision kind of probably sometime after his officials end next weekend, maybe a July decision, maybe a big cat decision, something like that. Maybe he's back for big cat, makes a decision. Um, then we don't have an official date yet, but probably sometime in July. And I'd expect it to be pretty good news for Auburn fans. Now, I don't have a particular order with the rest of these guys. Those were the two I definitely wanted to hit because, um, and you stop me if there's anyone else here today that you feel like is, is higher up in terms of, um, you know, possibly popping in Auburn's direction, but it seemed like those two were the were the biggest ones, and Auburn got the best feeling out of today. But there were still plenty of other guys that they had um, on campus. They were able to make a good impact on. Um, we'll start. We'll we'll move on now with Lewis Carter, um, who has plenty of Auburn connections. That he's a guy that they've been looking at getting back on campus since he was since he came last year um, in the summer. Four star linebacker um, out of Florida. He plays for Tampa Catholic. And so that's where Jarris McIntyre, the former Auburn wide receiver, that's where he's the head coach. Um, Lewis talked today about that being a factor. Obviously, you know, a guy like Jarris, and, and we've known him, you know, through through Auburn getting guys from there and recruiting guys from there. He's not going to you know, push them in that direction, but it, it certainly doesn't hurt. There are other guys on that Tampa Catholic staff as well. But the other piece for Auburn that is different than when Lewis Carter was here last year, that's Christian Robinson. He's a guy he's known for more than two years. Um, C. Rob was at Florida for three years. He was a young assistant on that Gator staff, making tons of inroads there um, in the Sunshine State, getting to know pl plenty of prospects there. Um, and Lewis Carter said, you know, he, he and he and Christian Robinson have had a really good relationship for a really long time now. Um, his next visit is at UCF, and then he said, "That's it. He, he doesn't have anything else planned um, for this summer. He does want to make a decision before the school year starts." So he's another guy that's kind of in this next month two month range he does have a top four oklahoma auburn north carolina and ucf obviously he's yet to officially visit um ucf what are your thoughts on on lewis carter and and i know he's pretty high up on on their linebacker board he's somebody they'd really like to get in this class but what are your feelings right now is in, in terms of how he compares to some of those other schools yeah so i didn't yeah i didn't have a huge kind of grasp on or a great grasp on his recruitment just coming into this visit because he hadn't been here in quite some time um but I think the Christian Robinson factor is definitely really big here, and you kind of touched on it. You can't really overstate that enough. I think he's been huge, not only with Lewis Carter, but other linebackers as well. Um, you know, as Auburn's linebacker board shakes out a little bit, you know, you saw D. Creighton go to Clemson. You see C.J. Allen, who was in last week, kind of trending towards Georgia a little bit. Um, and, you know, Jaden Osbury has always kind of been atop the board there, uh, but he's not decided until December. You're kind of looking for that second guy, and I think Lewis Carter is – might end up being that second guy right now. Um, things to be trending. He seems to be trending, excuse me, Auburn's direction. Um, and the visit seems to have gone really well. I think Auburn and Oklahoma are probably the two main schools to watch here. Um, Brent Venables was recruiting him at Clemson, offered him very early on as soon as he got over to Oklahoma. So there's definitely a longstanding relationship there as well. But I think Auburn has a lot of good factors um, playing for it as well.
What's your number here on on Lewis Carter? I'll go like six or seven, maybe. I would maybe favor okay. Auburn just a little bit, maybe like five, six, seven. I know I'm giving like a range. I'm not giving a number at all. This has yeah. not been overly no, helpful, fine. but um, there's no rules here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd probably lean Auburn just a little bit, give it like a six or a seven. Okay. Yeah, that one will be interesting to watch. Again, he's at UCF. Talking about current Auburn linebackers coach. Got a former Auburn linebackers coach in Travis Williams that's going to try to reel him in and make it make things interesting there um, down the stretch. But like Christian said, you know Auburn and Oklahoma might be the big players um, there. You talked about C.J. Allen and Georgia. Let's move on to another guy. Speaking of Georgia, um, a Georgia commitment was on campus. Um, second straight weekend for Auburn. Last week, they had uh, Bo Hewley, the four-star offensive tackle he was in. Um, he's a Georgia commit. Uh, this weekend, they had Gabe Harris. And I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on him because he is a pass rusher. He's an edge rusher. Um, we talked about Keldrick Falk last weekend. Um, and so I'm interested in kind of your thoughts on where Gabe Harris sits on their board because, you know, it's interesting that that Harson, somebody on our board brought this up, um, seems to have no problem kind of swinging at all these Georgia guys and, and, and other commitments and kind of seeing um, what sticks. But what was interesting about Gabe Harris was he said the number one reason he looked into Auburn was because the coaches talked about playing time. Um, and that's maybe something that backfires for Georgia very seldom. It, when you look at their recruiting success, it doesn't backfire all that often. Um, but with a guy like him, he knows that Derek Hall and Ekuliota are going to be gone soon. At the edge position, there's really nobody else that's proven at the moment. Um, and so, you know, why why not? Why can't he come in um, and make an impact on day one? But it might be a little bit for him. might be a little bit for us to, to figure this one out because not only is he currently committed to Georgia, he's not going to make his final decision, which everybody makes their final decision on signing day. But he said if there's any sort of flip or anything, not going to do it until signing day um, in December. So lots of time left with this one. What are your feelings about this recruitment? Um, and what did you kind of learn about him? This weekend, as he, uh, I believe he said, this is his first Auburn visit um, since a basketball game last year. So it's, so it's been a minute for him. Yeah. So if I had to put this at a number, I'd probably go like four. Um, I would still probably lean Georgia um, because he obviously is committed there. But I mean, this is going to be a battle down to the end. I really do think Auburn is very interested here. And I think Gabriel Harris is very interested in Auburn as well. Um, you touched on it. The interesting part is the playing time. You know, sometimes you'll ask recruits, uh, is early playing time kind of, does that matter to you? And they'll say, yeah, like it's kind of a factor or some will just say straight up like, no, like I, I want to get coached. Um, and if early playing time happens, that's great. But I mean, Gabriel Harris just flat out came and said it like, yeah, that's a big factor for me. I could come in and start right away or make an impact right away. Um, and that is in Auburn's favor. Um, now he obviously is still committed to Georgia. He said he's still solid to Georgia. Um, but Auburn's going to keep battling here. And you touched on it there a little bit as well. I mean, Auburn, this is uh, three weekends in the past, out of the past four weekends that a Georgia commit has come in and visited. Bo Healy was in, and then uh, Rayquez McKeldery, the offensive lineman, was also in um, two or three weekends ago, whatever it was now. But um, Auburn's, Auburn's not afraid to back down necessarily from some of these other bigger schools. You saw it last year with Robert Woodyard. Um, you saw it earlier this cycle with Julio Hurley, the Alabama commit as well. So um, now Auburn's taking kind of a swing at Gabe Harris um, to maybe try and fill out that edge room a little bit. And I do think while I am putting him out of four right now, if he's a guy that comes back for a big cat weekend at the end of July, comes back for, he, he already said, I believe, I, I think it was Gabe Harris. We did a lot of interviews today. I think he's coming back from the Mercer game because yep. his teammate, okay. Yep. yep his, teammate, his former teammate plays um, at Mercer. So, you know, if he starts coming back a little bit more consistently, 
maybe bump that four up to like a six or a seven, but for now, I'll put it at a four. We've got a qu- we've got a question here um, in the Facebook chat asking about offensive line prospects. So that's where we'll go next. Um, lucky for you guys, Auburn had one in this weekend, uh, second straight week with or third straight week. They've they've had a lot of talented offensive line guys in, which is what you always want to see. Obviously, they've already got a four star on board in the 2023 class and Braden Joyner. Um, but they had Connor Lou on campus today. Um, interesting guy that they've, I, th- I know they've wanted him on campus there for a while, obviously a monstrous offensive line prospect, but um, Christian, what you wrote about it's, it's interesting why the reason why Auburn, not, not the only reason, but certainly one of the factors why Auburn has put itself in a decent position um, down the stretch for him here in his recruitment, because he's, he's got some other big time schools He's looking at, but Auburn's got a little bit of a of a standout advantage, something maybe that separates them um, from the rest of the pack. Yeah, so he actually wants to be a pilot, um, and you know Auburn offers that pl- pro flight school. Um, and you know you look at a guy like Nick Brahms, the center right now um, for Auburn, who was Connor Lou's player host this weekend. Um, he went to the aviation school here at Auburn and got his pilot's license. And Connor Lou is looking to do the same. Um, so you know he's got a top four of Auburn, Georgia, Miami, and Clemson. So. You're battling that out against some really, really top schools there. But for him, he said education um, and the academics that the schools offer plays a big role. Um, so honestly, my biggest takeaway from the interview was that and the fact that Auburn's pro flight school is offered, um, and that's a huge factor to him. So that, that's kind of the X factor in his recruitment for me personally. I think Auburn has some other factors as well, early playing time. Um, and just he likes Auburn as well too, but, um, you know, all those schools offer different things, um, different benefits and whatnot, but Auburn's pro flight school is really kind of the biggest factor helping Auburn out here. Um, and one other interesting note I took from that interview with him as well was he actually said they were looking at him as a center. Um, I thought, you know, maybe he would be more of a guard, um, but they were saying, yeah, we're looking at you as more of a center, um, which would make me assume that they kind of like Braden Joyner at maybe a guard position. Um, we've looked at him as a center for now, but if you can get Connor Liu on board, um, you get him on board, and then you figure the rest out later. One of those guys can definitely switch to guard. What is he? Where does Connor Liu sit in terms of their offensive line board? I know they love a guy like a Bo Hewley to get him in, but as you just pointed out, maybe down the stretch here, as we're sort of figuring out these evaluations from the coaching staff, that all three of those guys, talking about him, Joiner, and, and Connor Liu, might all be playing different positions. If they were to come to Auburn, where does he is is he Auburn's most sought after offensive line? Is is he at that second tier? And where and where would you put your heat check with him? Yeah, um, so I'll just I'll separate it because Bo is a tackle, and the tackle board is a little bit different as well. In terms of the interior offensive lineman, he probably sits at or near the top um, of that list. They really like Rayquez McKeldry, really like DJ Chester. I might put DJ Chester atop that board actually, but then you got Connor Liu and McKeldry right there as well. Um, and I wrote about it a little bit last week in my Clemente's Confidential, but I mean, they're looking to bring in like seven offensive linemen in this class and some will be transfers. So you have plenty of space um, in terms of bringing different guys in. Heat check wise, I would put this at maybe like a four and a half because I don't know if I would say Auburn. Uh, I feel like if you put it at a five, maybe, I don't know, I'll, I'll go five because I think Auburn has as good of a chance as any other school does um, in his recruitment. I'm not going to say Auburn's a favorite here, um, but I do think Auburn has a pretty solid shot here, especially after this visit. Last one we've got was David Hobbs, the four-star um, defensive lineman. Um, he, he's a guy that's blown up recently, probably the most out of out of all these guys. His recruitment 
um, has sort of taken off. And it was interesting to hear him talk about what that's been like um, to go from a guy that, look, I mean, he was still a highly rated recruit that, that was going to go play for the Power Five. Um, but as, as, as you wrote today, Auburn, Ole Miss, Michigan, Alabama, um, and Tennessee, Alabama and Tennessee were, were a couple of those that he mentioned today um, as, as very you know strongly entering the mix um, for his recruitment. But it seems like, it seems like Auburn did a good job hosting him um, today, but maybe in terms of buzz, this was toward the, the bottom in terms of the visitors. I'm interested to hear your opinion on him because we've already talked about um, a guy like an Anthony James um, who maybe, you know, is, 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 is on, is in line to, to commit to Auburn. Um, so if you, as you go down their defensive line board here, where does a guy like David Hobbs stand? Yeah. So I do think he's still kind of up towards the top of the board for Auburn, um, kind of in that middle to upper echelon, but you kind of hit on it. I mean, I think this is a recruitment that's going to go on for probably quite some time. Um, next couple of months, he's going to take some visits during the season. He doesn't want to make a decision until after he gets all of his official visits in. Um, which is just partially because of how much he's blowing up, to be honest. I mean, he's getting, he got five huge offers over the past month or so. Um, I'm sure some more will probably start rolling in. So he probably wants to get an idea of who all is really interested in him. Um, makes, make sure he gets all of his visits in his official visits, go take some unofficials as well. Um, and then assess from there. I mean, Auburn's in his top group, but it's just very hard to read right now because his recruitment is, not starting over again, but it feels like there's a new leaf being branched out in his recruitment right now, just with so many schools getting involved. And I mean, Auburn is one of those schools, to be honest. So um, we'll kind of see where things go with him. Heat check wise, I would go maybe like a three and a half or a four, but that's just because we don't have a lot of information on him. And yep. it th- seems like things are going to go on for a little while here. Yeah, it's early, like you said. And and Auburn getting one of these for look, he, uh, he hasn't gone to Alabama or Tennessee. No, those are going to be visits during the season, probably. Yeah, those are down the line. And so if it's early I and mean, it's going to go on a long time um, and he's still one of the guys on on top of Auburn's board in terms of the defensive front, um, I think they did, they've done a good job making sure they get him on campus um, pretty quickly once, once he started blowing up in terms of his recruitment. And so that's it for everybody who visited, except for one that we probably should have mentioned um, at the outset. And it was the first guy who left this morning. Um, bright and early, Auburn actually got a commitment um, that we have yet to talk about on here. Um, it's their 10th transfer, so they've now surpassed um, their transfer number from last season when they had nine guys. I was thinking about it, Christian. You could pretty much make a whole defense with the transfers that they've gotten. They've pretty much got one at every kind of position on, on the defense. Safety, cornerback, linebacker, interior, defensive line, and now an edge guy. Um, six guys on defense overall, actually. But Bragg... Played at Western Kentucky um, for the past three seasons. It's difficult. He plays from an he's from Arizona. Um, very low rated recruit that that turned himself into a decently. Yeah, he was a JUCO player. guy, yeah, 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 JUCO guy that turned himself into a, a pretty productive player um, at Western Kentucky. Grad transfer now, only one year of eligibility left. It's difficult. You and I have been going back and forth about this for the last twenty four hours. Difficult to peg exactly how many sacks he had last season. Uh, Western Kentucky says two and a half. Um, sports reference says four ESPN says, says three says three PFF says three and Marcus Bragg says six. So, <laughs> so it's difficult to, it's difficult to figure out exactly how many, but he, he was decently productive as, as far as we can tell as a rotational guy, he wasn't the, the you know star pass rusher um, for them. So this was a situation where obviously Auburn, Auburn whiffed on a couple edge targets. We knew they were going to come around and get one eventually, 
but you didn't need a superstar. Some other positions, like interior defensive line and quarterback, you needed a guy that was very proven and that was going to be able to plug and play immediately. This guy, they're kind of thinking he's going to be the number four edge rusher. But in terms of the way Auburn's defense looks right now in the depth chart, that's a very the number four edge rusher position is very important um, for this team because finally they've rounded out a, a complete rotation with four guys. You play two and then two guys come in to spell them. Finally, they've rounded out a rotation that is all scholarship players because they've only had three scholarship players um, for a long time. So this seems like this seems like an addition where there's not necessarily going to be a bunch of pressure um, on him to produce. Obviously, he's looking forward to producing, but it's more so about getting a body in there that has a little bit of experience just because that was a position group that was so thin and, and has finally now been filled out. Yeah, it's such a low risk pickup, um, but it's in it's a very high reward in terms of Auburn's roster. You needed to get somebody to help that edge position. Um, they looked at the guy transferring from UCLA. Um, he ultimately kind of wanted more playing time and he went elsewhere. Um, but Marcus Bragg was willing to come in and you're looking at him as maybe filling that TD Moultrie role a little bit, maybe being that third or fourth guy somewhere in there. Um, but he's a serviceable backup that I think will be important for this team because without him, you were counting on Joko Willis to instantly be one of those guys moving over from linebacker to edge um, to rotate in instantly. And I still think he will get some snaps. I think he's very talented. Uh, he's very fast coming off the edge there as well. But I think now that you have Bragg, you can kind of, cool the jets a little bit there and you feel a little bit more comfortable in terms of the depth that you have there, especially if a guy were to go down with an injury or something like that, you just feel a lot better at the edge position. It's not a superstar pickup. You're not picking up your quarterback in Zach Calzada or Robbie Ashford, but you're making a pickup that's going to play a big impact every week um, in terms of helping out the team and helping make sure that guys have um, the ability to rest a little bit because Derek Hall and Echo they can't play every snap. Yeah, now it becomes a situation where you don't need Dylan Brooks to be, you know, a standout player immediately. He really highly rated recruit, didn't play at all last season. So, you know, they were really position coach Rock Bell and Tony talked about it in the spring. He said, right now we are asking a lot of Dylan Brooks and it looks like we're going to need him a lot. I think you'll still need him. Uh, he's a guy that's going to, you know, he could be an NFL player one day. He's got that kind of talent. He'll be a guy that'll that'll contribute like that in the future. But like you said, right now, you this was as big a move as any just to kind of take pressure off. Um, that position group and kind of kind of thin things out. Last thing, Christian, then uh, and then we'll let you go. Just a couple guys here that we've got that'll be coming up visiting. We'll be obviously previewing that um, during the week. But what what can you tell us about the guys who are coming on campus this week? You got Carmelo English. That's somebody that you have been really high on for a while in terms of Auburn's offensive receiver board, wide receiver board. Um, and then Darren Reed. And then I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce um, the last name here. I'll just let you talk about uh, what these guys what their recruitments look like this week and, and, and kind of preview their, their visits to Auburn this week. Yes. These guys are coming in on midweek visits. Um, you know, there's going to be weekend visitors as well. I'm sure we'll probably do a podcast or we'll have some content out for that as well. Um, but for these guys, um, Carmelo is coming in tomorrow on Monday um, or maybe when you're listening to this, it is Monday, but he's coming in and he's nearing a commitment. I wrote about this in my uh, behind the crystal ball. It's a July 2nd commitment date there. Um, and, all signs point to Auburn. If we were continuing to do heat check, I know he hasn't taken his visit yet, but this would be another eight or nine, um, probably closer to a nine. I feel fantastic about Auburn here. Um, I think Auburn would be extremely disappointed if he ended up elsewhere. Um, Deron Reed, defensive lineman, um, he's coming in Tuesday, uh, along with the other player, uh, Nikhil Batrand. Uh, looking forward to meeting him, to finding out exactly how to pronounce his name. Um, but Deron Reed is a... Uh, 
another four-star defensive lineman who I think he has an early July commitment date, uh, probably leaning LSU there. Um, Auburn maybe could make some moves this weekend, but I don't think he's a huge priority guy when you look at how many defensive linemen are on the board right now. Uh, you don't feel like you're super pressured to try and make a big move this week. Um, and then the other guy, Nikhil Batrand, is a very interesting case because we have him listed as an offensive tackle. Um, Auburn's recruiting him as a defensive lineman, actually. He was committed to Colorado, and he hasn't officially decommitted yet, but he went out and released like a new top 10, which kind of makes you think that he backed off that commitment. Um, and it came after getting Auburn offer, Georgia offer, some other big name offers have kind of come in and started recruiting him um, a little bit more. So those guys are coming in. I honestly have no clue where his recruitment stands with Auburn. Um, I mean, he got an offer and I had heard that there was a chance he would come in and visit, but now it's officially set. So hopefully I'll have more on him kind of this week and especially after his visit, but I I'm not sure where he stands on the board for Auburn defensive tackle wise. He's certainly an interesting prospect. I think he's six, seven, three ten. Um, so you're looking at a massive potential defensive tackle there. Um, so it'll be interesting kind of to see what he has to say after the visit and his impression of Auburn. Six foot seven, three ten, listed as an offensive lineman. Auburn's recruiting him as a D lineman. He's from Philadelphia and he is currently committed to Colorado. So I don't think anyone will blame you for not exactly <laughs> knowing um, how Auburn stands with a guy like him right now. So that'll be interesting to see um, for those midweek visits. So that'll do it today. Thank you guys so much for listening um, to this episode of the Auburn Undercover, Auburn Undercover podcast. It's been a very long day, Christian. Extremely um, long. It's been long. Yeah. We're going to go celebrate uh, with some ice cream tonight, I think. But, uh, Christian, thanks for joining us today. We'll, we'll have you on later in the week to talk about those guys. And um, and obviously, whenever they they visit, we'll talk about the midweek visits and the visitors um, next weekend. Um, if you guys like the show, please leave us a five-star review. That is the number one thing that helps us out. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, everybody have a great start to the week. We'll talk. We'll talk.